0: Again, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another great episode of Diary for Mad Black Man. My name is Blake, your host. If this is your first time tuning in, be sure you check out the description box where you can follow me on all the socials, Diary of an NBM. And yeah, so this episode here was actually supposed to be released last week, last Monday. Last Sunday night, I dealt with a very serious family situation. Um, one that I'm not ready to fully speak on. Um, But I will eventually find that space and ability Because when I talk about mental health When I talk about mental stability What it means to take care of your overall health and wellness It's serious, you know This has become more than just a podcast It's become a part of my life It's become my bread and butter My way that I'm going to live And it's pretty tragic But at the same time There's so many great things that are happening in my life And at the same time not going to stop the bad things from happening so this episode was supposed to come out on the day of the grand opening it's kind of like a episode to celebrate my grandmother and who she was and what she meant to me i had the grand opening on her birthday just the past week since going to the march and doing everything that i've done from going to dc for that to opening my business and the first week has been just one hell of a week to say the least so um nothing really went as planned how i wanted it to go but i did it it still was a success in my eyes it still was a beautiful and memorable moment i'm very grateful and thankful for that because i'm still here still pushing through and there's an instagram post that i think of right now that says just start the business you can make it perfect later so That's what I'm in the space of doing, but this episode here is part of a series of episodes that I've recorded um, over the past couple months, just me and myself um, podcasting for my mental health and wellness and making sure that I continue to do the work that is necessary to maintain that. This episode is one that was a little bit emotional at one point, yet I found very comforting in listening back to this and how inspiring it was for me to be in the space that I am, um, especially dealing with her passing and her no longer being here. I know many people we all are going to experience death at some point the death of a loved one and there is no one size fits all to that process and what that means and so this was one of those nights that i was really thinking about her overwhelmed with emotions and i was like you know what let me just hop on the mic and get this out so without further ado here this is um, i thank you all for listening to this thank you all for supporting me in my journey Be sure you all do check out the description box. um, Follow the Black Podcast Club. That's my podcast company that I founded. Um, We are looking for donations and for people to buy the merch and the Lifestyle brand to support the company, help us grow, help us do great things. Um, In the next couple episodes that I'll be releasing this week, I'll be talking more about the Black Podcast Club, the plans that we have and some of the things that we'll be doing um, so people can get a much more in-depth understanding of what it is and what we're doing. But... I'm going to digress from that point right now because I'm going to get you guys into this episode and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it inspiring and motivating and encouraging in some sort of way because it did it for me. So I'm hoping that it does it for you. And this is just my way of paying it forward through my podcast. So here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to, well... I don't know who may or may not be listening to this I don't know why I start these episodes off like this Knowing that there's a strong possibility this will never get published But I still want to start it off So welcome I guess I should still say that I mean it might get published one day Welcome back to another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man This is the podcasting for mental health series um, Today is Tuesday, August the 11th And it is 10.01pm actually just hit 1002 Whew, um, in my hotel room, oh, I don't even forget, so I I'm, I'm, i haven't done this in like a week or so, I've been doing pretty well, doing pretty well, I've been working out, although I haven't been, although I've pushed off my work, I haven't worked out in like three days, which is, I think the longest I've gone in like the past two months without doing any kind of physical well i did go for a little walk yesterday but i didn't do like no heavy like cardio or push-ups or pull-ups or anything like that but i've been really good i've been in a good space you know i'm taking everything with a grain of salt a couple things that are kind of on my mind right now is my family man when you love somebody let's start there when you love somebody and you see them going through things you see them still allowing things in their life that they should not be allowing it sucks man it hurts you know and i was talking with my counselor today and she made the comment where you know it's not just my family you know i know there's A lot of families out here that are toxic and have toxic tendencies and are not living their life best for themselves or their family, yet I see so much greatness in myself, especially now more than ever. I've been on a healing journey really for like the past two years, yo. I really am taking this moment to stop and really reflect back to where I was around this time two years ago. Around this time, two years ago, I was starting teaching Um, my third year of teaching. I knew as each day progressed around this time, I could slowly feel myself feeling more each day, not like myself. Now, looking back, I could tell I know that I was slipping deeper into my depression my alcoholism was really hitting its peak um not even really hitting the peak but it was really starting to get bad around this time because of just everything that was going on everything that I was experiencing but I was still able to function I was still able to be successful to a certain degree I mean I think success is a relative term and like Jay-Z said what I think about success it sucks too much stress but you know, I'm still pushing forward and doing what I need to do to live a healthy and productive life. And like I was saying, you know, this time, like th- two years ago, I was starting teaching my, again, my third year, I was you know setting up my classroom and I was just, there was so much on my plate. And on top of the things that were on my plate, I didn't love myself, yo. Like, I really didn't like who I was. Like, I didn't, I hated my body. I hated how I looked most days. I, you know, I was still in the early stages of my braces treatment. And, you know, I didn't, I hated myself for my sexuality and, just so much you know that the toxicity that i created um the things that i had done you know i was my worst critic. i really had a negative it was almost like i was a bully to myself in a lot of ways i never looked at you know the positive things that i was doing the fact that i was you know even though i'm still kind of salty that i'm not teaching but i'm over it at this point because what's going on in the teaching world right now shout out to my teachers who are still on the front lines of education, because I know now there's no state testing. There's no standardized um, uh, evaluations. So there's really no accountability in education right now. And I know that that we're living through unprecedented times with this pandemic and everything that's going on. But I just really kind of am reflecting back to where I was just two years ago. And how hurt I was, how much pain I was carrying, and how hard I was working—like I was literally putting in work to suppress my emotions. I literally got in the shower today and was like, "I feel," I, I was like, "I feel like I need to cry to get this stuff out of me." You know, just some things that. I don't even want to really speak about it, even though I know that this may not ever go out to anybody else. I just don't want to speak about the things that are going on with a couple of family members that I really love, that I really care about, that I really talk about, um, that that I talk to on a regular basis. Because at the end of the day, like both of y'all, like y'all just doing things that I know y'all shouldn't be doing, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time. I see how they're just living and growing and evolving in life just like I was. You know, two years ago, I look back on some of the shit I was doing, the the, the drinking, the smoking, the fucking, the late nights, early mornings, you know, not really, you know, I can remember a time when... I was literally just so out of it. I, I just got in my car and I was just driving. I remember ended up. I remember I ended up somewhere in like Sandy Springs somewhere, and I remember I just drove into this empty parking lot. And I remember just sitting there for hours, like literally. I think I sat in this parking lot for like maybe four or five hours, just sitting in my car. Just, I mean, I thought I was kind of gonna go to sleep. I was high as shit. You know what I'm saying? But that's literally like, I was. I was. I wasn't doing the healthy work that it was required of me at that time, because I didn't know how I didn't know what to do. I knew that I needed a therapist. I knew that I needed to seek help, but I was also afraid of the medical field of medical professionals, of doctors, of, you know, one of the fears that I still kind of have in, well, it's, it's not, not a fear that I have because, well, I, I guess it's like, yeah, because like if you go, for example, not too long ago, I was suicidal. I was dealing, battling with suicidal ideation and based on the situation that happened to me in Miami towards the end of my grad school, towards the end of me being in grad school, I didn't even, like I didn't admit that I was suicidal. I didn't say I wanted to hurt myself or anything like that. And to be committed to a mental institution and to go through the Things that I saw and experienced and to see how they were treating other people like it was just it's a traumatizing experience I will never forget. As I sit and I think about the past two years and it's coming up on the two year anniversary that I quit my job, my career, my what I thought was my life's work. And even as my grandma's birthday approaches, her birthday's on the 31st of this month, it's in 20 days. Um, I'm kind of starting now to, which I've been thinking about this since like June, really, I mean, all year. Um, But now that it's August, it's August the 11th, I realize it's 20 days away. I need to really mentally prepare myself for that day. I have to... Physically create that day to be something that is filled with positivity Filled with positive vibes, positive energy Like I want to celebrate her birthday that day My grandma will be turning 71 years old this year It's been Four years, it's the fourth birthday without her And I'm just like damn, you know what I'm saying It's just even as I sit and I glance out the corner of my eyes, sitting sit on my table on my desk as it used to be in my other crib, which, of course, I'm still in the hotel. But I did kind of move some shit around here and made it a little homie. But as I look at the Bible she gave me, and it was on December 8th of 2000. I was literally 10 years old when she gave me my first Bible. She sat me down. And I'll never forget the conversation we had about God, about believing, about understanding, about trusting him. And no matter what happens in life, trust and believe in him the same way that. And I I remember something that really stood out to me from that conversation was that at 10 years old, really just. mm, I remember her saying that like trying to explain to me the love that god has for me and the way she explained it to me was she said you know i love you you know i love you more than anything in this world and she said and i love you enough to tell you that god loves you more than i ever could and he's gonna always be with you even when i'm not here there's something that mm, as I think about the last, you know, four or five years of my grandmother's life, I remember her, you know, saying, just dropping little words of wisdom and gems and, and just just instilling so much greatness within me through her words and saying, you know, I want you to remember these things when I'm not here. And I remember that was a moment almost 20 years ago, coming up on 20 years, that she said those things to me, you know, at 10 years old, I want you to remember and know, you know, I love you no, beyond a shadow of a doubt. There's nothing that will ever change that. God is the same way, but it's even better and it's even greater. Um, so, yeah, I just really want to make sure that I celebrate her day and honor her and. Celebrate her life. Um, You know, when she passed away, we didn't have a funeral. We didn't have, she didn't have life insurance, to my understanding or knowledge. She probably had something, but again, somebody else was in charge of all that stuff, so I don't really know. Um, You know, the family didn't come together. We didn't, you know, and since that, and since my grandma was in the hospital, there's certain people in my family that I have not seen since There are certain family ties that I know are not ever going to be the same without mommy being here. She was like the last person in my immediate family that held us together. And we're already not very close-knit. We're not what my heart desires for us to be. And I'm learning to just accept that it is what it is. And that's why I also value my friendships that I have now. Like, oh, I got here. Come some water work. I knew I had to cry today. I I literally. <laughs> oh, man, I was like, I was in counseling today and I was telling my counselor. I was like, I, I feel it. I felt it because I know like on August 1st, it was like, oh, my God, it's 30 days to her birthday. Like, it's, so it's something that's now starting to. Consistently play in the back of my mind, but I, I I knew that these feelings were boiling within, and I'm happy that they're coming out, and I'm doing it in a positive and productive way, and I don't try to suppress myself from crying anymore. I try to let and release everything out that I can. I remember an article I read somewhere. And if I ever put this out, I'll put in the description box some information about this. But when you cry, it's literally releasing chemicals from your brain that the emotions are creating. Crying is releasing that stuff from your body. That's why when I get angry and I get upset and I feel frustrated and I feel anxiety, I go work out. I I literally will chug some water, drink a bunch of water, and I will go work out and I will sweat that shit out of me because... I have to learn to manage my emotions. I have to learn to manage my feelings. I have to learn to manage these days because the month of August is going to come around every single year. My grandmother's birthday is going to be a day that I will never forget. August 31st, 1949 was her birthday, the day that the Lord blessed the earth with her. And eventually, she had my mom, and my mom had me. And what my grandmother means to me. Mm -hmm. is (laughs) anybody who's lost somebody kind of understands like why I'm at a loss for words trying to explain to this person how who my who my grandmother was to me even in the private intimate moment that I'm having with myself behind my mic is so it gets hard sometimes because that's just how great she was it's just how amazing she was she was beautiful. She was affectionate. She was forgiving. She was, she was, she would humble herself and apologize to me when she would do things that she felt was wrong. She was so honest and transparent with me. And I'm just so, mm, I'm just so happy that I had her as my grandmother and I spent 25 years on earth with her. My first quarter of a century on earth was spent. Being loved unconditionally. The way I believe now. My hope. Is that I'll have a love that. Is similar to that. Something that I've learned to accept. Is the fact that. I'll never feel. That type of love again. The love that I receive from her is was, it it died, it's no longer here, it's no longer gonna, it may have died in, when her body physically is not here, but I still feel it to this day, I know, I remember how she used to smell, I remember how she used to feel, how it would feel when she would hug me, I remember her sweet potato pies, like, I don't care what, I, I don't know how, ever, ever be able to have a sweet potato pie better than that. Anybody who's had my grandma's sweet potato pies knows how hard they smack. Um, I knew this was coming. I felt this shit. But it's a good thing. Hold on. Let me get some tissue real quick, y'all. Feels good to get this out, though, because... The fact that I have a lot of the things she gave me now. Um, A week ago, I was in Texas with my best friend. Got some things out of storage. And unfortunately, somebody broke into this storage. And literally stole priceless possessions that I have. Possessions that I had been keeping since I was a child. You know, I thank God that... My Bible's still there that she gave me. Um, I do have some very special sentimental things that she gave me. So I I just took it in stride. I'm just like, you know what? I still have, like, I'm literally looking at this vase that my grandmother made with her bare hands when we were. She was in college. My grandma actually started going back to school, and she was trying to get her degree. And she was in college in her late 50s and 60s, like, and it just so happened one semester, we were both enrolled in a ceramics class together and she made a bunch of cool stuff. I made a bunch of cool stuff and I'm literally looking at this vase she made and if this building was about to go up in flames right now, the one thing that I would probably grab is this vase and my Bible and my iPhone. I, would probably, I ain't gonna lie, I would grab, grab my iPhone and try and throw my laptop in the bag with my mic too. But <laughs> I would de- I, the fact that I still have a part of her with me. Like there's still things that remind me of her. The love she gave me is still here. It's driving me. and it's I feel it's still growing. The more that I get into the word and I'm reading my Bible more each day, the more that my business grows and evolves and I just continue to grow and evolve and I'm healing from so much trauma. Like I don't think I'll ever be able to fully have a full blown conversation and thought about my grandmother and who she was to me without crying. But the fact that I can get through it and I can process it and I feel it's okay and I don't suppress that anymore. Like, I think that that's something we need to create more space for, you know, it was, you know, it was like a year, two years that, th- the, you know, it was a third year of her not being here. And I was ashamed that I was sad because my grandmother's no longer here. I was ashamed that I even confided in these people that I used to work with. And then they throw it in my face like, oh, the death of your grandmother's is not a good enough excuse to miss all this work. I will literally like literally that day. I was like, fuck this job. I'm done. I'm I, like that day. I was done. And I, I, I think at that at that day. So that was sometime in like September. That day I knew for a hundred percent fact that this career that I thought was not what I thought it was. This work that I'm trying to do, this work that I felt was my calling was not it. And I didn't know, I, and I'm not saying that I'll never go back into the classroom because, but the hell, the way shit's set up, probably gonna be no classrooms no more, but that's a whole other conversation. But um, I also just knew the kind, like for somebody to say that to me and how much that broke me and hurt me Let me know that that environment that I was going into every single day to try to instill positivity, enlighten, educate young people was extremely fucking toxic. It was so toxic. And to the people that work on the front lines of education, y'all have got to understand that sometimes the person that is at the front of the classroom is going to need the same love, support, guidance. That some of these children need, and the fact that I couldn't receive it to a certain degree from certain people just lets me know that 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 just wasn't for me, and that's why I eventually quit. Because the only reason why I stayed past that day was for my students, bro. If it wasn't for my kids, if it wasn't for them, like that day, I was done. And I felt like, and even that summer, you know, I'm thinking about the summertime. I had finished my certification. I had a full state certificate. I could have went anywhere as a black man, fully state certified with a reading endorsement. If I wanted to, I could have went up to Gwinnett. You know, I could have went up to Roswell or Alpharetta somewhere and been living real good. A better salary, better environment, you know what I'm saying? But I chose to stay where I was because I believed that I was there for a reason. But this is something else that I'm learning too. I have to learn to differentiate between my assignment or an assignment that's assigned to me and my calling. I'm still fulfilling my calling. That's something that that's the reason why I'm still here living and breathing. I'm on this mic right now. But I felt like I was put in that position because I was an assignment. I was there to do what I was supposed to do. I made a, a, a an amazing impact in the lives of many young people. I'm 100 percent sure of that the fact that some parents and, and students are still reaching out to me to this day lets me know I, 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 I completed that assignment and I completed it well. And I no longer feel bad for how I left. I no longer feel bad for the shit that I went through because at the end of the day, all of those trials and tribulations, everything that I've experienced has now been utilized in what it is that I am currently doing, which is building my own business. Managing my own time, disciplining myself with my finances, like I needed to file bankruptcy two, three years ago to understand that, you know, shit can hit the fan. I, and, and that was the start of my financial, of me becoming more financially literate and understanding what financial literacy was and learning and not just understanding how to make a budget and pay bills on time, but how to invest and How to make a bank system work for me I'm letting y'all hold my money Y'all not doing me no favor You know what I'm saying So a lot of knowledge has been gained A lot of wisdom has been gained And I'm thankful for that And as you know Now I'm, I begin the 20 day countdown to my grandmother's birthday I think I'm going to be okay I, I and like I said, I just want to I going to start to prepare. I'm, I'm probably going to be in D.C. somewhere. Um, I'll probably plan a trip that day or to be somewhere doing something. That's really what I want to focus on. It's just getting through that day and, and through that week and through that time and being able to not go into a depression or anything like that um, around that time. Um, and I'm also going to give myself space and grace to feel how I feel, you know, I'm shedding tears now, and it ain't even the day of, so I know I'm going to be crying that day, I'm already preparing to be crying on the 31st of August of this month, that it's it's, it's going to happen, so, everything's good, you know, everything's working out, you know, I think that the more I focus on my business, and sharing my message, and truly understanding what it means to be a mental health advocate, And a podcaster and potentially a podcast producer, podcast manager. I'm thinking about, you know, some parental homeschool coaching that I could do and tutoring I can do on the side. And there's lots of different ways that I'm thinking to generate some money for myself and being able to take care of myself and live a sustainable lifestyle. We can't nobody come and lay me off from nothing and can't nobody come and stop my life because of a decision that somebody else makes it's all on me and I feel that my life's experiences have prepared me for this so I said I was not gonna eat out I haven't been eating out as much it's some food that I made up in this refrigerator but you know what I want I want me a cookout tray with a chocolate milkshake and I'm finna go get it (laughs) because I deserve it and I got five dollars and 60 cents so I'm gonna go ahead and tap out now um if you are listening to this, if I release it, I'm not sure. That's um, kind of the premise of these episodes. I don't really know where it's going to go. But thank you for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, and I, I love you, mommy. I miss you. And I appreciate you watching over me. And everything you've done for me. And everything you continue to do. And I know you're working for me. And I know you're protecting me. You're like my guardian angel that I know is going to forever be watching over me and I just can't wait for our spirits to finally I mean I I feel your presence around me every day so I know you're still here but one day when this life is over and I transition just like you did I'll be happy to hopefully see your face and give you a hug and tell you I love you. you used to tell me all the time mommy loves Blake and I started saying now Blake loves mommy One of the reasons why I got all these tattoos because of you. Now I know you probably you didn't like tattoos and stuff like that, but I'm tatted up because of you because I miss you. And I remember one of the first tattoos I got because of you was like if I could sit, it was like an escape from the pain that I was feeling on the inside to feel the pain on my skin. And so that's another reason why I haven't gone back to do more tattoos because it got kind of addicting to feeling the pain and it would take away the internal pressure that I would feel in my chest and in my back and all that good stuff. But I'm going to have to go pig out on some cookout. <laughs> and um, again, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all be blessed.